so glad you're here, whether you're here in person or joining us online. Welcome. I just want to say, I know a lot of people are home online today because there is quite a lot of illness going around. So, um, hi, Mom and Dad. They're watching from home. <laughs> um, so anyway, I brought my Kleenex up just in case, so bear with me. Well, I am so glad you're here today. I already said that. My name is Heather Flugrath. I am the brand new director of family life here at Christ Center. <laughs> and I am so thankful to have this role, and I'll tell you why. Because it allows me to align my life mission and my passion with my career, which is just amazing. And so I'm so thankful for this church, for the board and the staff here that they saw something in me and chose to ask me to serve in this capacity. So today we're continuing our series that we've been um, going over for Christmas on joy. So a couple weeks ago, Steve and Steph shared together about joy in generosity. And then last week, Stephanie shared about joy in connecting and community. Today, I want to talk to you about joy in serving. The last couple of weeks, Steve and Steph have taken time to unpack and define and give context to a word that we see everywhere right now, especially this time of year, joy. It's even on my tissues. Just last Sunday, Stephanie gave a definition of joy that really resonates with me. She said, joy is a gladness of heart that is not dependent on our circumstances. That's a lot different than happiness. Today, I want to talk about how we, as Jesus followers, are called to serve with a joyful heart. And remembering that overarching promise that joy goes wherever the gospel goes. In Ephesians 2.10, we read, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In 1 Peter two, uh, 4, excuse me, 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11, we are given these instructions. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just pray that as we come before you and hear from your word and listen to your voice, Lord, that we would all be challenged and motivated and inspired to serve others with an attitude and a heart of joy. And I just thank you that we have this opportunity, and I pray that you will bless our time together. In your name we pray. Amen. So it is our very purpose, as that, as that verse stated, our purpose on this earth 
to share the good news, to spread the gospel, to extend the same grace that we've received from God to others, to those who might be far from him and might not come close were it not for us. By joyfully and serving by joyfully serving and loving others. Now, if you know me very well, you probably could guess my love language. Acts of service. I almost always experience joy in serving others. But that doesn't come from my natural self. An attitude of joyful service is a learned behavior that was modeled to me from the time I was very young. You see, I grew up in a family where serving and loving others came from the overflow of first experiencing God's grace and salvation in my own life. I saw this lived out every single day by my parents who have served faithfully in ministry together for over 55 years. They were not always perfect, but they led with an attitude of serving others in a way that was aligned with the attitude of Christ. A mindset that only comes from that transformation of heart, not our own nature. In Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11, and I'm just going to kind of summarize it, it says that we are not or I'm sorry, we are to have the same mindset as that of Christ Jesus. He became a humble servant. He made himself nothing. He became obedient even unto death on the cross. And all for the glory of his Father in heaven. In order to serve with a joyful heart, we need to have that same attitude of humility. I will admit, sometimes I get distracted by what I think I can do, what I can do well. I like to help people, I like to fix, I like to solve. And sometimes my motivations can get off course. I begin to rely on my own strength and my own efforts to serve others. As humans, we are naturally self-focused, and we must continuously and intentionally guide our motivations back in line with that of Jesus. A transformation of our will and our desires that can only come by asking God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, with his strength and power, that we mirror the heart of Jesus in all that we do and say that we follow the model of sacrificing self so that God is glorified in all we do. When we humbly serve others without any expectation of what we're going to receive, how we're going to benefit, this accomplishes something very valuable in the process of experiencing joy through serving. It forces us to move from a self-focus to an other's focus. Taking our eyes off our own desires and asking God how we can truly see others.
I don't have this in my notes, but I feel led to share a short story with you really quick. A few months ago in staff meeting, Pastor Steve gave us a challenge, and it was to go out into your week and see others. Slow down, be intentional, and see others, how God sees them. To ask, how can we serve? And through that time, I, I met a, a, a checker at Safeway, and I recognized her from a different place of employment. And so she didn't know me, but I said, oh, I recognize you from over there. You work here now? And through that, she just started sharing some things she was struggling with. And I took the time, and I saw her through the eyes of Jesus. I asked if I could pray with her about anything. I asked if there was any way I could love her or support her. And there was. There was a practical way that I brought back to our church. And Pastor Steve said, you bet, let's do it. So just through that experience, that practice of taking the time to see others, slowing down, listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And we were able to bless her and help her in a time that she was really, really struggling. And who does that give glory to? Not me, not Pastor Steve. All glory to God for his kingdom. So I want to briefly explore three motivations of serving that can guide us in the purpose that we have, that we've been called to. The first motivation in serving is serving and serving to connect in community. And Steph, I know you covered this last week, but I'm going to draw it right into this one. I have another story for you. I like to tell stories. There's an amazing family in our church body, the Katz family. And I did get permission from Haley to share this, but not from Josh. Do you trust me, Josh? <laughs> um, when Josh and Haley moved here last year, they have a little baby girl about 18 months old named Jillian. When they moved over here to the west side last year for Josh's job, they had no family here. They knew almost no one. And... Here they were in the little town of Kashmir. Josh and Haley decided to be intentional about seeking connection in this community. They decided to try out Christ Center. They just lived down the road. They began to attend here regularly. And one of the very first things they did was fill out a Count Me In form. So for those of you who don't know what Count Me In is, that's the way that when you come to this church body and you want to be a part of what we're doing for Jesus, you can say, count me in. I want to serve. I want to volunteer. I want to love. I want to pray. I want to be a part. So Josh began volunteering with Pastor Andy on his team, and Haley came to me and said, hey, I want to volunteer with kids. What can I do? What do I need to do? 
Over the next several months, the sweet family began to connect, to serve, to love, as they continue to do. And something really beautiful happened. They became family here. I think they would be the first to tell you that through that serving, through that intentionality of giving of themselves, they in turn received great amount of blessing. Haley told me just yesterday that one of the greatest joys of her mama's heart in coming to this church and being a part of this body has been how her little girl Jillian and her and Josh's little girl Jillian has just loved to be here. She gets excited. She asks to go to church when she's here. She is familiar and comfortable. She knows faces. She knows people who love her, and she is loved. She is so loved here. People all over this church pour into that little girl in very simple, practical ways. Again, it goes back to our attitude and focus. Josh and Haley didn't come here with the attitude of, well, let's just see what this church has to offer me. Let's see what they can do for me to meet my needs. But rather, they came with the attitude of, how can we serve? How can we connect with our neighbors? How can we give to others the same grace that we have received? And in that giving, they've been blessed. And they are now surrounded by the family of believers here at Christ Center who love, we do love you guys so dearly. Another motivation for service is serving to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It kind of sounds weird. That's a little bit of a churchy talk. The hands and feet of Jesus. Another way I've heard it say is to be, said is to be God's hand extended. There's a quote um, that Pastor Steve shared with me by St. Teresa of Avila that says, Christ has no body but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Last month, here at Christ Center Kids, we completed a really cool service project called Operation Christmas Child. If you're not familiar with that, it's a project that lies under a bigger ministry called Samaritan's Purse that's through the Franklin Graham family. And it's an amazing opportunity to spread the gospel, to send the gospel out, to reach the farthest corners of the world. So what it is, is you get shoe boxes and you pack them with toys, games, socks, toothbrushes, a letter, a picture, a little bit of the gospel, and these go out to over a hundred countries around the world for Christmas as a gift, as a Christmas gift to children who many times it's the first gift they'll ever receive. I'd like to show you a video really quick 
of how our Christ Center kids and families became the hands and feet of Jesus to children around the world and filled this place. God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever might believe would have new life. God calls every heart and he asked us all to run Fill every darkened corner with his light We are called to got to be here for that. Yeah, that was really fun. Next year, we're going to go bigger, pack 300 boxes. Something the video didn't show was um, Caden and I delivered the boxes to Eastmont Baptist in East Wenatchee. And when we got there, there was so much activity going on, like so many people delivering boxes. And they were quickly like check them and check you in, and then they'd pack them in those big, giant boxes, and then they had two huge semis that they were filling just from our valley of boxes to go around the world. Pretty cool. Pretty cool way to be the hands and feet of Jesus. 
In John 13, 15, Jesus tells us, I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done for you. We are to follow the example of Jesus, to be his hands extended in all we do and say. Jesus was always seeking the will of his Father on how he should minister to others. Pastor Joyce once told me that she has a post-it note inside one of her cabinets or her kitchen cupboards that every morning when she opens it, it reminds her to ask this question. And this is what it says. Jesus, what do you want me to do for you today? How can I be your hands extended? It's as simple as that. When you're at the grocery store, oh, this would have been a good part for my grocery store story. When you're at the grocery store or getting the mail, shoveling your driveway, ask yourself, who can you see, truly see, that you can extend the love of grace and, and the love and the grace of God to? To do for others that which has been done for you. To be the hands and feet extended to everyone who comes across your path. I met one of our neighbors here at Christ Center um, in this neighborhood over across Kimber who I often see out shoveling her driveway all, all by herself, and I never see anybody helping her. So I just stopped the other day. It didn't take more but a couple minutes to introduce myself, see who she was, and see if there was a way that our church body could serve her and could love her. And don't you know that one of our guys, Tyler Rice, went and snowblowed out her driveway yesterday? That's what it's about. That is being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's practical. It's daily. You will be given opportunities all day. I promise you. Sometimes my kids, well, when they were younger and they went everywhere with me, they can attest to this. They would get frustrated because I would talk to everybody. And they would say, do you know them? And I'd be like, no. But I mean, I like to get to know people. I like to see them. But that time when Pastor Steve gave us that challenge, I was in a place in my life, I was busy. I was rushing around. And I took that challenge and really had to be intentional about it. I had to reset my focus. The last motivation I wanted to talk to you about today in serving is serving to make an impact on eternity. Serving upstairs right now in kids' church so that I can be down here is a family that has served our body and our ministries here at Christ Center for years. The Dillon family, I don't know if you know them. Kelly and Lawrence and their kiddos, Caleb, Logan and Grace. Before I ever even came here, they served Pastor Andy in Kid Zone, or Kid Crazy, faithfully. And when I came, they said, yep, we're in. So they teach for me once a month. But it's not just mom and dad. It's the whole family. You see, they are teaching their children the value of joy in serving in such a practical and real way. Earlier in my life, I experienced that same value of joy in serving as I shared with you. 
And then I chose to mimic that in my own family when I was raising my children. As they grew in their faith and maturity, you know, today, by the grace of God, they are all loving and serving Jesus in such beautiful ways. They all are using their gifts and their talents to love others, to point others to Jesus, and to serve. In fact, maybe some of you don't know, the two beautiful girls up here this morning are my daughters. Each week here at Christ Center, we have volunteers who show up. They show up and they serve. They serve by greeting. They serve by checking kids in, by holding babies, by loving kids, by making coffee, by cleaning toilets. Every time those volunteers show up and join in the labor, they are making an eternal impact on so many. Through their example, their love, their investment into the lives of others, they are making that impact in meaningful ways. In Matthew 20, 28, we read that even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for so many. You see, when we choose to have that perspective of eternity, we will find that we are not only serving Jesus, but we are also joining in ministry with him. Jesus could do it himself. Joyce reminded me of that this morning. She made a little comment when she was looking at my notes. And she said, he doesn't need us. He could do it all himself, but he wants us to join in the labor for the harvest and the glory of the kingdom. Every time you share the hope of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, you are increasing that impact, that eternal impact that, be that began when Christ became a humble servant and gave his life for us. That, my friends, is what brings joy. Joy that surpasses any circumstance in our lives. Any circumstance in our world, in our culture. So how can we apply these motivations to serve in, in practical ways with an attitude of joy? You may have noticed the last couple of weeks, there's been a little way that you can engage with an action step. We're going through the series of joy and all of the finding joy in the different areas of our foundational values here at Christ Center. Generosity, connecting in community, serving others, spending time with God, and following Jesus. So you have a card in the back of your seat. And as we enter prayer today, a time of prayer, I encourage you to take a few minutes to ask God how he can use you this week to serve others with joy. Maybe it's connecting in community. Maybe it's being the hands and feet of Jesus. Or maybe it's making that impact on eternity. Very possibly it's all three. 
So if you would just take a few minutes. You don't have to turn these in. These go home with you. Sorry, they're not as pretty as what Amber makes. But it's just a practical way for you to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit right now as we pray and worship a little bit more. And go into your week with that attitude of joy in serving. And if you would like to reach out to us here at Christ Center about the ways that we are already doing that as a church family, as a church community, you can fill out a, fill out a Connect card on the back table. Or you can go to our church website and fill out a Count Me In form and say, I want to join. I want to join in the labor. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. And I just want to share one more story, and this is off notes again, so here we go, Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, I did ask if I could share about him, but we have a young man here named Owen, junior in high school, incredible young man, wants to serve Jesus, wants to do ministry for the kingdom. And so he's constantly making himself readily available and willing to serve, to do, to be, to love, to show up. A couple of weeks ago, I had a situation that I needed just the right volunteer to hang out with a, a, a new buddy that has been visiting, or that is coming now. And I called Owen, or actually I reached out to his mom and said, hey, would you ask Owen if he would be willing to do this? It's a, it was a little bit of a scary ask, because it was unknown. And he thought about it, and he prayed about it, and at first he just didn't feel like he could do it. And then, you know what, he took some time to pray, and felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to just step up and challenge himself and push himself. He showed up. He stood out front with me waiting for our little guy to show up. He was so nervous. He was saying, what do I do? How do I know what to do? And I said, oh, and you've got this. You're just the right person for this. And wouldn't you know, at the end of that morning, he was so blessed in return by the choice that he made to push himself out of that comfort zone. And he came to me and said, anytime I'm here, I can do that. I enjoyed it so much. And that is just such an incredible example to me of somebody who's in this younger generation, this generation that's me, 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 self, self, self. And yet, it's clearly been modeled for him. It's clearly been taught for him to sacrifice self, to serve and love others. So I just would love for you to bow your heads with me and just follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit on how he might lead you this week to do that same challenge. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son that he came to this earth as a humble servant. He became nothing to serve, to love, to give glory to you. Thank you that we have that model, that example. 
Lord, I just pray that each heart in this room and each heart listening this morning would be open to your prompting, to your leading, and how they could serve you in practical ways this week. Where can they join in the labor for the harvest of the kingdom? We love you so much, Lord. I just pray that you would bless our efforts and that you would bring health and healing to those who are not well today. In your name we pray, amen.